0: This is Barry Zalma speaking for Zalma's Insurance Fraud Letter for December 1, 2023. This, the 23rd issue of the 27th year of publication, provides a resource for the insurance claims and insurance fraud professionals. Some of the... Articles included in this issue are an article entitled Some Red Flags of Insurance Fraud, which have been created over the last two centuries by insurers, insurance investigators, special investigative units, investigators, insurance lawyers, and insurance management, with lists of potential indicators of insurance fraud. The indicators are known as the red flags of fraud and are used to determine if it is necessary to begin a thorough investigation of an insurance claim to determine if a fraud is being attempted. To be able to work to deter or defeat attempts at insurance fraud, the insurance claims person and the SIU investigators must be conversant in the red flags or indicators of fraud. You can read this article in the full 21 pages of this issue of Ziffel at the link provided in the blog. Then there are more McClenney, Mosley & Associates issues. In the 19th installment of the Saga of McClenny Mosley and & Associates and its problems, with the federal courts in the state of Louisiana and what appears to be an effort to profit from what some managed magistrate and district judges indicate may be criminal conduct to profit from insurance claims relating to hurricane damage to the public of the state of Louisiana. This includes litigation financing where A report from Texas lawyer Stephen Badger dealt with the litigation around MMA's debacles, found that it was more important for fraud investigators to understand what is happening in litigation financing. Mr. Badger noted that litigation financing and other interlopers are moving into the first-party claims world, trying to line their pockets with insurance claims proceeds. He he concludes, and I agree, quote, this is a very dangerous trend, close quote. Litigation from an entity called Equal Access Justice Fund, LP, loaned MMA $30 million at 20% per year interest, plus an additional 4% in advance extension and yearly service fees that would require the law firm to pay the lenders more than $600,000 a year. Unlike the U.S. government, law firms cannot print money. For a normal law firm working on hourly billing, that interest rate plus service fees is a scary, if not impossible, obligation to meet. Most law firms will not produce enough net income to pay $600,000 a year interest without even touching the principal. An re MMA, a pleading filed in the Western District of Louisiana by Intervenor Equal Access Justice Fund, LP, They sought to recover the interest and principal from MMA and its partners as a result of the multiple hurricane suits that have been removed from MMA's control by the courts, seeking the money MMA has collected that the courts have restricted. And to prove that chutzpah exists, It appears that MMA's website is back up and running. The team is a bit smaller, but is still functioning, claiming that they can protect you from insurance companies. The new website for the MMA law firm states, We believe. That striking a balance between professionalism and self-empowerment is key to fostering a harmonious company culture, one where we encourage to build authentic relationships and welcome new opportunities. Close quote. I guess they're seeking new opportunities to obtain money to which they are not entitled. You can read the full 21 pages of the issue at the link provided in the blog. Then there's an article entitled, I am guilty. Murda pleads to 22 state financial crimes to receive a 27-year sentence. Alec Murda pleaded guilty on November 17, 2023, to stealing millions of dollars from vulnerable legal clients in schemes lasting over a decade under an agreement that all but ensures more prison time for the longtime lawyer who was convicted of killing his wife and younger son. Murda agreed to plead guilty to 22 counts, including money laundering, breach of trust, and financial fraud in exchange for a small... 27-year sentence over what the court could have sentenced him to. Judge Clifton Newman said he intends to officially accept the plea deal during a sentencing set for November 28, which was accepted on that date so that the victims or their families may attend. Mr. Murdoch said, quote, I agree that I wrongly took all that money, Your Honor, and did all those crimes, close quote. I am guilty, he added. You can read the full article and the full 21 pages of this issue of Ziffel at the link provided. Then there are the health insurance fraud convictions, starting with a psychiatrist who was convicted of billing for services never rendered. Gustavo Kinres, 52, of Wellesley, was convicted of seven counts of wire fraud, six counts of false statements relating to health care matters, and one count of obstructing a criminal health care investigation. U.S. District Court Judge Denise J. Casper scheduled sentencing for January 31. Kinris was arrested and charged in December of 2020. You can read this and more than dozens of other convictions at the link to the full PDF and its 21 pages. Then there's an article again entitled Man Bites Dog Story, where a lawyer was sanctioned and it was upheld for intimidating and harassing an insurer. In Nguyen v. Aventus Insurance Company, the Texas Court of Appeal on September 30, 2021, found that on April 2, 2018, sanctions order found that the lawsuit filed by Eric B. Dick and the Dick Law Firm PLLC, where the court found the suit had no basis in fact, that it was brought in bad faith for the improper purpose of intimidating and harassing Aventus Insurance Company, and that the appellants hindered the litigation process and failed to make reasonable inquiries to ensure that the claims and other pleadings were not groundless. You can read about this in detail and other actions imposed against Attorney Dick at the link provided to the 21 pages of this issue of Ziffel. Then there are the other insurance fraud convictions other than health insurance, starting with the conviction of a former bail agent and ex-Torrance police officer was sentenced to 27 years in prison. Rayhan Nazir, 51 of Torrance, was sentenced November 29, 2023 to 27 years after an investigation by the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Major Crimes Bureau and the California Department of Insurance found he had apprehended bail clients prior to their required court appearances and threatened to return them to jail if they did not pay him money or give up to him property they owned. You can read about this conviction and many more at the link to the full copy of the 21 pages of the December 1 issue of Ziffel. Then there's the article, It is expensive to lie to your insurer, where a court found that fraud in its inception not only allows the insurer to rescind but to get back all of the money it paid to the insured before it learned the facts allowing it to rescind and to recover attorneys fees as well lay min fatty Appealed the trial court's order granting summary disposition to Farm Bureau on the basis of finding Fatty's fraud was grounds for contract rescission and reimbursement of benefits paid in a case called Fatty v. Farm Bureau Insurance Company, a decision of the Court of Appeals of Michigan on November 21, 2023. This video was adapted from my blog and from my newsletter, Zelma's Insurance Fraud Letter, which is available free to anyone who subscribes to the fraud letter or follows the link in my blog, zelma.com blog. Thank you for your attention.